Hi, I'm historian and author Joe Cutshaw King. Thanks for being with me on this Back Over My Shoulder podcast. In each podcast, I'm reading my Over My Shoulder columns, published in the Post Star of Glens Falls, New York, from 1994 to 2003. For this podcast, I've combined two Over My Shoulder columns, published back-to-back in the Post Star on August 2nd and 9th, 1998. They describe an essential rite of passage in mid-20th century small-town America, cruising, that is, sitting in a car and driving up and down your small town's main drag. So, without further ado, here for you is some cultural history. Over my shoulder columns for August 2nd and 9th, 1998, cruising your way through summer. There is a serious lack of study on cultural history, such as the way people acted out their passage through adolescence into adulthood. A good example of cultural history, almost a ritual that was popular when I was a kid and is still being played out on the main streets of America, is cruising. Although cruising has other meanings now, I refer specifically to the custom of getting in a car and cruising up and down Main Street, parading oneself like a preening chicken or rooster. Notice I referred to a chicken or a rooster, that is, female or male. Then as now, cruising belonged to both genders, although more males had access to cars when I was a kid, so you saw more guys cruising. For those of you who spent your childhood at a mall and need an example of cruising, the movie American Graffiti, set in a small American town in the early 1960s, is a perfect one for this seemingly mindless waste of gas. Locally, and in the present, a summer night in Lake George Village is another, because it's small, doesn't have a mall where people can foot cruise, and in the summer when you're out looking to look and looking to be seen, Lake George was and is the place to be. Of course, when I was younger, getting to Lake George from Fort Edward was hard, and when we moved to Ticonderoga, almost impossible. So we cruised up and down the streets of Ticonderoga. Well, I didn't as often as I wanted to because I didn't have access to a car. So I was one of those guys who would try to bum a ride, often left to be a sidewalk person, walking along the street, watching enviously as the cars rode by, but pretending that it didn't matter, unless offered a ride, at which time I would nearly break my neck getting into the car. There was a certain set of unwritten rules then that probably hold true today. First of all, cruising was to be seen by grown-ups as what I called before a seemingly mindless waste of gas, while seen by their young as essential for mating. To enhance that notion, cruising was usually only best done at night, when darkness offered an excuse for anything. There were rules governing the people in the cars and on the sidewalk. Car rules predominated. A very big rule was that if you were in a hard top then really there were only two seats that were cool, the drivers, of course, and the right front seat, the shotgun seat. A driver would cruise alone, but it made the driver seem too much of a loner, and the fun of being seen is being seen with someone equally as cool as yourself. Sitting in the middle of the front seat was okay, but awkward. In that seat, it's impossible to assume that position of casual authority given to the driver and the shotgun, who rest one arm out of the window, tapping a finger in time to the music, suavely disposing of a cigarette ash, except in front of their parents' home or place of business, or hitting the side of the door in a booming noise to attract attention. 
Being in the middle, a person could nearly be decapitated by the rearview mirror if the driver suddenly jammed on the brakes to invite a member of the opposite sex for a ride. However, the middle could control the music choice and volume critical for the proper atmosphere and could provide humor, a topic I'll get to next week. In next week's column, the conclusion of our study on this important American institution. Be prepared for a pop quiz. We conclude last week's study of an American cultural ritual, cruising. The custom of getting in a car and cruising up and down a main street, parading oneself like a preening chicken or rooster. Continuing the rules regarding cruising, a big one concerned those riding in the front seat of hardtops and their maintaining their cool. Constant and unbridled whistling, hooting, hollering, and making of rude noises was definitely uncool. It could result in the car's occupants receiving jeers, insults, and equally rude remarks from the sidewalk, even having sidewalk people of the opposite sex turning their backs to the car. About the only sidewalk rule. The last was not to be mistaken for the sidewalk person of the opposite sex's pretended turning the back to the car, in which one eye of the sidewalk person is strategically revealed to be watching the car intensely. Another standard rule that no one and everyone accepted was, riding in the back seat of a hard top was not cool. There's no simpler way to put it. Here you were in your mid-teens, still looking very childlike, with the seats just about swallowing most of you, so that the effect of, to the sidewalk people was that of seeing a small face desperately peering out from the back. Definitely not cool. Everyone accepted that rule if they were walking on the sidewalk, but did not if they were riding in the back seat of the hardtop. The back seat was preferable to the sidewalk. But if riding in a convertible, which necessitated summer-like weather, of course, then every seat was equally cool. A convertible was Mount Olympus on wheels. You could even incessantly make dumb faces and catcalls, and the sidewalk people accepted you as a god. Or so you thought. Where did one cruise? Larger places like downtown Glens Falls offered a whole range of opportunities. Villages such as Lake George Village did as well. Canada Street, Beach Road, Shore Drive, choice cruising. In any other place the size of Ticonderoga, it was the main street alone which in Thai was Montcalm Street. Regardless of the town's size, side streets were solely meant for turning around or stopping to alter seat placement, who sat where, an issue even settled with some pushing and shoving, and sometimes, though rarely, a punch. No blood was allowed, as it could get on the car seats. Last week I mentioned humor. Humorous cruising could include the eye-catching effect of mamboing a car, alternately gunning then braking so the car jerked forward. The tedium of stopping at a red light could be relieved by the fire drill, in which the car was put in neutral, everyone got out, ran around the car, and got back in by the green light. Or stalled enough to make the car in back of you miss the green light. Uproarious laughter would ensue. A teenage driver adept at humor could provide for adults heart-stopping pranks, which to the teenagers in the car and on the sidewalks were hysterically humorous. My friends Cy, Dick, and Noel, sorry, no last names, would drive down Montcalm Street in the front seat, 
Sigh at the wheel with either Noel or Dick strategically placed in the middle. The middle rider would actually steer the car and control the gas, while Sai hung out of the driver's side pretending to fix something on the door. Oncoming adults would practically drive up on the sidewalk. Uproarious laughter would ensue. We're out of space and never even got to cover topics like rude gestures or going to the submarine races. Perhaps in a future column. In the meantime, it's summertime. So, happy cruising!